Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock my name is Nigel, Jason Hammer, right over there. Indy has reached a grim milestone. I hate to start off a segment like this, but I think it needs to be known that we have broken 200 homicides for the fourth consecutive year. So it sounds like that whole root cause of crime thing that Joe Biden, I'm sorry, that Joe Hogsett yeah. has been wanting to do hasn't been working. Because that was the whole thing that Boss Hogsett wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, we've got violent repeat offenders getting back out there in the streets, but we have to figure out why they're doing yeah, the it. The whole social aspect of this little experiment has all failed miserably, and all under the watch of Joe Hogsett and his administration. And before anybody sends any snarky tweets or comments or jumps in the YouTube chat, well, you were against his opponents in the Marion County mayor's race. Yeah, because he thought the same thing. If Jefferson yeah. Shreve would have beaten Joe Hogsett, get ready, Bal, it'd be the exact same thing. Because when it comes to crime and the plan in Indianapolis, really the only difference was Jefferson Shreve wanted to have a public safety supervisor or director. And that's it. Everything else was the same. There's another aspect to this uh, number here, 200 homicides for the fourth consecutive year in Indy. And it's really just sad. We have a record for juvenile killings as well. Kids killing kids. Right. It's a mess, man. And when you look at other big cities, Indianapolis outpacing Chicago. Once you factor in the population difference per capita, Indianapolis is outpacing Chicago. And in terms of sheer numbers, look at the homicide total in a big city like Boston compared to Indianapolis. Um. Actually, believe it or not, Boston has, what, under 100 homicides? Right. We were talking to Reverend Charles Harrison. Um, Their goal uh, in a couple of years is to have under 20, 20 to 25 homicides. And Boston is somewhat similar size, uh, maybe just a little bit smaller in terms of sheer numbers for for Indianapolis. But the same um, communities are affected uh, by crime in both of our cities. And somehow they figured it out in Boston. They figured out a way for uh, the the mayor and the the police, the prosecutor, all to work in cohesive manners. And and also uh, similar to the 10-point coalition. They have those things over there as well. It's a blue city. Yeah. It's a liberal city. But they have figured it out. And honestly, it's really not that complicated. We've given the solution that's out there multiple times. You let some of these white-collar type of criminals go, and you really throw the book at severe, violent, repeat offenders. Big Nige, it's a special day. Let's transition. Let's check in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. True and international depression. I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) I'm going to go to bed. NBC (laughs) News has their poll out, their latest poll. And for the first time, President Trump has overtaken President Joe Biden in polling 
under the watchful eye of NBC News. Here it is. Donald Trump, we have at 46 percent. Biden, 44. And this is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden still within the margin of error, but still significant. Yeah, it's 2019, 2020, when Trump was president, he trailed all of them. This year, he's trailed all of them in our poll. First time in more than a dozen polls, we've seen a result like this. Some of the other ingredients that go into that, Biden has long had an advantage over Trump on likability. Look, at the start of this year, 39% said they had a positive view of Biden, barely 30 of Trump. We've seen consistently a gap like this. Now the gap is gone. Mm. 36 positive on both. And actually Biden, one point more negative than Trump. So NBC News and the matchup head to head of Donald Trump and Joe Biden for the first time have Trump in the lead. Did you hear that chick in the background? Oh, my gosh. Kristen Welker is oh, about to throw up. Oh, man. Oh. Now, before anybody <laughs> wants to run around and crap snowballs and talk about here comes MAGA 2.0, like we say all the time, number one, national polls don't matter. It's the it's states. states. States are how we pick the president. National polling doesn't matter. And number two, RFK Jr. was not in this poll. There was no third-party candidate in this poll, and I do think that's going to be a factor. So take that with a grain of salt. But, Nige, I don't want to crap too much on Joe Biden because it's a very special day. Happy 81st birthday to Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. Before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine. Or are you a junkie? You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Happy birthday. Joe Biden, wow. 81 today. It's quite a tribute. Now, it's also producer <laughs> Allison's birthday. So happy birthday oh, wow. to our lovely producer, Allison. Uh, please, if you're listening, feel free to slide into her DMs and send whatever you want <laughs> on her special day. But in honor of Joe Biden's birthday, here's great moments in Biden birthday history. This is when Joe Biden was trying to remember the name oh, no. of Martin Luther King the Third's wife. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alice. Happy birthday to you. Oh, I hadn't heard that one for a long time. <laughs> he had no idea what her name was. Great moments in Biden birthday history. <laughs> this is when AI Biden gave me oh. a birthday message. Hey, Jason, happy birthday, you fat sack of crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you tub of guts. I know who you are. I've heard your little radio show you do with that bloated drunk named Nigel. <laughs> anyway, as you know, I've been keeping busy lately in between unintentional naps, <laughs> falling off of bicycles and nibbling on terrified babies like a duck going after kibble. I'll bet you were a real butterball of a baby yourself, weren't you, Goo Gut? What did your poor mother use for formula there, flubber blubber? 
A blend of powdered donuts and biz quick. Come on. Wow. Anyway, hope you have a nice time at whatever low-grade all-you-can-eat buffet you go to tonight <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> I'm sure you can't wait to finish the show and run right over there so you can wrap your big fat mouth around the soft-serve <laughs> machine. Right, pork chop? Maybe. Want a digestion tip? While you're stuffing your fat face with popcorn shrimp, try not to think about Tony Katz <laughs> bending over naked and applying oh. moisturizer to his tank. Oh, come on! Oh. What? And my best to Matt Bear in traffic. What's with that guy's voice? Is that an act, or is he not getting enough fiber in his diet? <laughs> Happy birthday. And continued success to the Jammer and Nigel show on WIBC in Indianapolis. Smile and wave at the camera. What the hell kind of name is Nigel anyway? <laughs> Who names a kid Nigel? His parents probably did more dope than Hunter. I'm not going to make it to the John, guys. Get the presidential mop. Great moments in Woo! Biden birthday history. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer here. Also in studio, the gun guy, Guy Relford, host of the Gun Guy Show, 2A attorney, licensed firearms instructor. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great. And thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest and PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or premierarms.com. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is something you you had mentioned on your show over the weekend this proposed legislation coming out of uh, the state house that would amend the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act to actually allow Marion County to institute gun control. Can you tell us about this bill? Yeah, and and the session hasn't started yet, um, but it's going to be time to file bills here sooner than later. Um, but. State Senator Fadi Kadura, Democrat from Indianapolis, represents District 30, which is the north side of Indy, has uh, circulated a bill. In fact, he uh, apparently contacted Fox 59 and wanted to tout this bill, because what this would do, just exactly as you said, Nige, this would amend the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act that basically says local governments like the city of Indianapolis cannot regulate firearms, um, that we have enough re regulation of firearms at the state and federal level. We don't need more from uh, every county and city and town, etc. Well, what his bill would do, and he's got a draft of it. In fact, the, the reporter from Fox 59 showed it to me when she came and did an interview of me in my office. It would say, well, no, um, uh, local governments can't regulate firearms except with respect to the following. And basically, it was well, hogs its whole wish list of what's he, what he wants to do 
in Marion County. I did notice that absent from that is something that's in the ordinance that the City County Council passed here in Indy, which was to do away with all concealed firearms carry completely. Wow. And wow. Uh, that's not in this bill, but, but it added a couple of things, including yeah. uh, regulations for the safe storage of firearms. So if I have somebody other, under 18 uh, that lives under my roof and, uh, and I have a gun on the nightstand, I can go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the Indiana General Assembly is still very Republican, correct? Oh, yeah. Super majority in b- both Senate and, and the House. So what's more likely to happen? Uh, State Senator Cadora gets his way or the winner of the bucket game this Saturday beats Georgia in football. <laughs> Which is more likely to happen, guys? Well, it's definitely not the, the success of this legislation okay. uh, in the General Assembly. Um, and, and, and in fact, the, where this, if it, when this gets filed in the Senate, it's very likely it'll go to the Court and Criminal Code Committee in the Senate that's chaired by one Aaron Freeman. Aaron Freeman's the one that asked the Attorney General to render an opinion on whether or not Hogsett's ordinance passed uh, in Indy is even constitutional or not. And, and Todd Rokita came out with an opinion and said no. So the fact that that same uh, chairman would, would entertain it seriously uh, or give it a hearing or allow it to go forward, um, I think there's zero chance of that. And, and in fact, that's why uh, my quote to Fox 59 that they used in their headline, I was happy to see, was uh, dead on arrival. And I think that's exactly what it's going to I think it's going to be DOA in the General Assembly. So what is the point then, if they know it's going to be dead on arrival, what, what's the overall point? What's the bigger picture we're missing here? Well, I don't think they're going to give up. I mean, the fact that this bill doesn't go forward, um, if they can have, have some other bill they try to amend it into, there's all kind of games they can play over in the General Assembly to, to try to uh, allow it to see the light of day. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the answer to your question, Nigel, is, is just a means by which they can pander to their base yes, and say, go. it's yep. two things. It's like, look at what we're doing to be tough tough on guns. But And then the second part of that is, but oh, damn, these evil Republicans in the General Assembly won't let us keep the citizens of Indianapolis safe. And by the way, it's not limited to Indianapolis. I mean, if they, if they, if they want to do this in Bloomington, which they do, they would allow that. Fort Wayne, Hammond, Gary, you name it. All those jurisdictions, they do all the same thing and as much as they possibly could. And let's be honest, let's just say, play ball with me. I know it's not going to happen, but let's just say this does become the law. It's not going to be enforced. You mean to tell me the IMPD officers that are out there that are already completely understaffed and they're trying to find murderers and violent rapists and all this kind of stuff, they're going to be pulling you over as you travel county to county to make sure that uh, (laughs) you've got the proper firearm stored or something like that? Yeah, no. Come on. Well, that's right. And and, and by the way, to your point, the rank and file, uh, as represented by by the FOP and, you know, our friend uh, Rick Snyder has come in on this, they've they've made various proposals to the city on how to increase safety and decrease crime and specifically decrease murders in Indy. And none of them involve passing more laws. Uh, they, They have never come out out and say, well, you just pass another law, and suddenly the criminals are all going to give up their guns, and you know, and, and, and like it's going to be the one law they obey. Yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> well, and and, be, and to that point, and, the, and this and this reporter, I I, I I like the reporter, but she looked at me um, like 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 she was a deer in the headlights because I said I said get an answer to this question from Senator Kadura. 
and this is Hannah Adamson from Fox 59. And I said, get an answer to this question. Uh, get, get him to tell you the question, give, tell you the answer to this. What makes anyone think that a violent criminal who's not afraid of the death penalty for murder or not afraid of dying in a shootout with police or not afraid of decades in prison is going to suddenly give up their evil ways because they're afraid of a fine imposed by the city of Indianapolis? Because that's all an ordinance violation gets you. The city of Indianapolis can't put anybody in jail. <laughs> right. All, all they can do wow. is, is pass an ordinance that says, well, you can be fined. So, so a guy walking out the door with his AK-47 to kill his rival drug dealer, not afraid of decades in prison or being die, you know being killed in a shootout, is going to go, wait a minute, Marion County's banned assault weapons. I could be fined for having this in my car. Wow. I better leave my AK-47 at home. <laughs> I mean, what That's thinking person thinks yeah. that is ever going to happen? Well, these are also the same people who thought that when permitless carry or yeah. constitutional carry became the law, the bad guy sitting at home was going... Thank God. Now I can finally kill somebody. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I've or been now, waiting for the yeah, law to change right. because I am a law-abiding murderer. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> or or it's gonna, or bad guys are suddenly going to start carrying their guns because we passed permitless carry when they weren't already carrying their guns? Come on. And and, and we had police officers admit that when we took permitless carry uh, through the committee process. But but the, the, the point comes back. Jason is. They know this. They know this would only affect law-abiding citizens. You you care about a twenty-five hundred dollar fine. Nige does. I do. I, I mean, I I don't want to. I don't want to get. That's a big hit, right? That's more than my mortgage payment. Um. So I care about a twenty-five hundred dollar fine. Does the career criminal? No. Does no. a psychopath? Does a school shooter? Any of those people care about a fine? Of course not. So it's going to affect me and you. It's not going to affect any criminals. Couple minutes left here with the gun guy, Guy Relford. Saw a headline in Newsweek. I, th- I think I forwarded you the article. I wanted to get your thoughts overall. I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. The headline was something to the effect of the NRA, the NRA is slowly dying. Yeah. What did that headline mean? First of all, maybe explain just what the NRA is. Maybe somebody tuning in for the first time doesn't know what the NRA is. And sure. Then, and then maybe get to that headline and what they mean exactly. Yeah, well, the, the, the NRA, National Rifle Association, has been around, uh, I think it's 1871 it was formed. Wow. and it, it's, a, it's a grassroots organization. Often, it often gets called the mouthpiece of the gun industry. That's not really what it They've is. They've had their convention here in Indy yeah. a number of times. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we, it's been here twice, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. In fact, you guys have done your show from over right. there. The and safest I, I, weekends I, downtown. Oh, yeah. The only weekend there's never a shooting. It's because there's 80,000 people here with guns. Um, but uh, it's a grassroots organization designed around... Uh, education, training, and um, the the political component, which is NRA ILA, is a lobbying arm uh, which fights for Second Amendment rights. But but I think where that headline comes from, Nigel, is a couple of things. First of all, membership is down, um, and it's been, it's down for a number of reasons. One of which is NRA's lost credibility with a lot of people. Look, and I'm a I'm a lifetime what's called benefactor level. I'm uh, a member of NRA. I've, I've sent a whole bunch of money to the NRA, and I continue to believe we need a strong NRA. NRA, but they've cost themselves a lot of credibility because um, there's a lot of reporting about um, the president Wayne LaPierre uh, using money to you know buy himself ten thousand dollar suits and go on luxury vacations. And See, that's the stuff that we criticized BLM for. Well, that's right. And so when you start hearing that, and and then they you know they've been sued a number of times, including by this Letitia James, who's in some headlines recently, um, Attorney General of New York. But some of it you look at is is it, well, it's based on misspending of members' money. And and people wow. hear about that um, and get upset and and in fact when I I kind of saw and and again I I be, I believe in NRA it needs to be restructured and it needs totally new leadership but we need a 
strong NRA at the national level. But I saw a lot of problems on the horizon for NRA a number of years ago. In fact, in 2020, that's the reason why I formed the 2A project here in Indiana, so we didn't lose any ground. And and when you, you look at who was out front on fighting for constitutional carry as far as a lobbying group, it was 2A project. NRA was there, and, and they and they were certainly were helpful and, and, and worked hard, um, but, but we were out front on it. And it was our members who were in the room when we were having committee hearings, and it was our people who were making phone calls and sending emails. And I, I you know, and, and, and I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back of this, but I, it's a way for us to not lose any ground by having the 2A project here in Indiana because um, the NRA is on the decline to some degree, no doubt. We got about 30 seconds left here, Guy. If somebody wants information on your 2A project yeah. or if they want to continue this conversation, where can they go? Yeah, our website's the2aproject.com. So check it out. We got uh, great swag and would love to have you as a member. Um, or you want to contact me, the best way is uh, give me a follow at Guy Relford on Twitter at Guy Relford. Guy, thanks for coming in early today. We appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. This has been the Hammer and Nigel Show.